So one of the things that we have discovered uh, over the course of doing this podcast is that there are lots of small stories uh, that are pretty interesting and cool, and we feel like people may be interested in hearing. Um, Just little snippets of information, if you will. Um, So occasionally, I think I'm just going to do a little short episode to cover some of these short, interesting stories uh, that not only covers ghost stories, but maybe even some of the science behind some of the ghost stories, and and maybe uh, on a deeper level even provide some explanations uh, for what some people are seeing or may not be seeing. Um, Tonight, uh, just very quickly, I wanted to touch on astral projection. Uh, Now, Adam brought that up on the last episode uh, about sloss furnaces. And um, as I think I mentioned on there, and, and he did as well, uh, it's been proje- or, uh, portrayed often in film. Um, and, and I remembered specifically when we're talking about ghosts and horror, uh, the insidious movies, Astral Projection, is portrayed in that film. Uh, so I do have a quick story here um, about a, a real-life um, case I guess, on astral projection and, and what happened to a man uh, back in the 1980s. So, again, this is going to be brief. It's going to be short. And as I said, we'll probably only do these ever so often, not on a regular basis. But uh, So back in the early 1980s, there was a man m- named Mr. W. Lee, and he was from Bridge North, England. And... Uh, Back in the day, he submitted to a British magazine about paranormal happenings. It was called The Unexplained. Uh, But he submitted the following account of his experience uh, dealing with astral travel or astral projection. Uh, So basically, the story goes like this. It was, and this is him, a quote from him directly out of that magazine. So it was 1963. I was in the British Army and not very happy about it, I rebelled and had to be punished from time to time. Now, at that time, uh, there was what's called a pack drill. I need to explain this real quick because he he goes on to mention a pack drill. A pack drill is, is when you're marched across a drill square at a very fast pace with a pack full of house bricks uh, on your back. So it's not anything fun. But anyway, he... He was punished from time to time, and and on one such occasion, he had to do a pack drill. Now, pack drill, uh, according to Mr. Lee, it had actually been abolished, uh, but there was one particularly sadistic sergeant that decided to put four of them on a pack drill. So he goes on to say it was a a very hot day, and he stood at the edge of the square while a lance corporal marched, marched all of them at incredible speed up and down the square. He says, one of the lads suffered from asthma and kept collapsing, while myself and two others were kept at it. I was determined not to let either the sergeant or the two other soldiers see that I was suffering, so I I just kept going. Um, While the commands were being shouted at us, they grew dimmer and dimmer. Um, In the end, it got to the point where he says he he could no longer hear the commands at all. He said at one point he felt like his heart had seemingly stopped beating and he could no longer see. Somehow, 
Despite all this, he kept marching. He kept turning, he kept marching, uh, but according to him, he was actually no longer there. Eventually, the torture, of course, ended, uh, and he thought that was all there was to it, until he later returned home. So once he returned back home, uh, his mother went on to tell him what is quite fascinating story, I think. So he, he explains that on the day that he had been undergoing that drill in the square, at that moment in time, his mother and his younger brother had been doing some shopping. Uh, they were about 100 yards from the nearest bus stop to their home when a bus stopped. And according to them, he, uh, Mr. Lee, got off the bus. And not only did he get off the bus, he was even in his Army uniform. Um, of course, his mother was excited. She called out to him as he w walked the other direction, but sh she says he, he didn't answer her, nor did he turn around. So, of course, this confused her. She didn't understand why he wasn't responding to her calls, and, and also her little brother was calling out to him as well, uh, but again, no response. So they decided to chase after him. Um, they ran as quickly as they could. Uh, according to them, Mr. Lee was, was walking at a very brisk pace, uh, but they, they had almost caught up to him when he rounded a corner about four or five seconds ahead of them. Now, when they rounded that corner, uh, they came around and found that he had totally disappeared. The only person that was there was a postman. And his mother went on to ask, you know, where did you see a soldier that just walked through here? Where did he go? Uh, and the postman explained to her, look, uh, Nobody, nobody was over here, it was just me. So the only reason that Mr. Bell can think of for this happening is that at that time when he was under severe stress, um, he knows it sounds a little crazy, but he feels like he experienced astral projection. Um, and that explains why his mother and his brother saw him get off of that bus that day. So... Again, as we always say, uh, this isn't some. This isn't a our typical show where I'm going to tell you what what I think, or what I don't think. At least not on this one. I'm not. Um, this is one of those things that uh, you think about it and you draw your own conclusions. Um, is astral projection a real thing? And did it occur here? I don't know. You know, what do you think? Um, as always, email us. Follow us on Instagram. And we're at the Ghostcasters uh, on Instagram, and you can email us at theghostcasters at gmail.com. And that's it for episode one on this little mini episode of Ghostcasters. Everyone have a good day.